This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. And alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati amalina. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعض فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قول الله سبحانه وتعالى وما جعلنا لبشر من قبلك الخلد أفإن مت فهم خالدون Allah Ta'ala said to his messenger and his Rasul Muhammad, the Sayyid of Bani Adam Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahib of the Maqam Al-Mahmood, Yawmul Qiyamah, and the Sahib of the Shafa'at Al-Kubra, the one who his Ummah will be the majority of the occupants in the Jannah. وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ Ya Muhammad, we have not created any human being before you who lived forever. So if you were to die, do they think that they will live forever? That's Allah Azza wa Jal showing us his sunnah. Sunnah Allah filladhina khalu min qabl. That's the sunnah of Allah with those who went before. You will never find in the sunnah of Allah any change. Everybody's going to die. Allah mentioned in another ayat of the Quran, إِنَّكَ مَيِّتُ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ عِنْدَ رَبِّكُمْ تَخْتَصِمُونَ Ya Muhammad, you are going to die. And there are people and followers who are with you, radiyallahu anhum, and those who come after you, they're going to die as well. And then all of you will be in front of Allah Yawmul Qiyamah and then that's when you're going to argue and you're going to get things sorted out. You're going to die, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah mentioned that Jibril, Salawatullahi Wasallamu Alaihima, came to him and said, Ya Muhammad, Inna Kamayit. Ya Muhammad, Ish. My shit for in the commit. Wahbib men shit for Nakamufarikuhu. Ya Muhammad, live however you want to live. You want to smoke crack, smoke crack. You don't want to pray, don't pray. You want to make shirk, do whatever you want to do. Because you are going to die, Ya Muhammad. Allah didn't say to him, Jabril didn't say to him, smoke crack. That's what I'm saying to you. Because in the same hadith he said, that Jabril said to him, 
واعمل ما شئت فانك مجزي به do whatever you want to do muhammad you're going to be held accountable for it so if that's the case with the nabi of islam sallallahu alaihi wasallam is clearly the case with us do whatever you want to do you're going to be held accountable for all of that these three texts from the kitab and the sunnah of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam clearly indicate as the last hadith said Love whoever you want to love because the day is going to come where you're going to part company. There are those from amongst us who have lost our mothers, we've lost our fathers, we lost other friends, family members, our children. You're not going to stay with any human being forever. Everybody is going to leave you and you're going to leave everybody. That day is going to come. In terms of leaving this masjid, that day is almost here for me. And I'm going to be leaving this country, inshallah. Who knows if I'll ever see the people here again. Probably the single most fulfilling action for me that I'll miss the most about the UK is being able to perform Hajj and Umrah. Where I got a chance to meet thousands of muslims and the environment of mecca and medina was always conducive to give dawah like right now i choose a topic and everybody's going to listen to what i have to say even the person who doesn't like me or he doesn't want to listen or he's not on my maslak he has to sit there and listen so it's my job at umrah and hajj on the day of juma to choose the right thing to talk about. So as a result of that, making Umrah and Hajj, the people who are in our Hamla are Brailwis, Diobandis, Shadid, Ghulu, Salafis, Sufi, Ikhwani, Almani, Aqlani, people who don't pray, all kind of people, all manner of men. And because of the environment, people will listen. So I'm going to miss that. And this is similar to it. So I want to share a personal story with you, not because it's about me, but it's about the message of today's khutbah. I've been in this country for about 30 years, over a quarter of a century. In Brixton in London, and here in Birmingham, and some other places in between. When I came here about 25 years ago, the second stint, I came on a visa that's known as Minister of Religion. It was a two-year visa. You renew it twice, and you use about five years. And then after that, you either have to go back, or you have to get another visa. The indefinite leave to remain. Many of you coming from different countries, you can identify with that. Indefinite leave to remain. When I applied for that visa, which gives you a lot of mobility, you can come and go as you like. It was easy. You're almost a citizen. When I applied for that, they said, no, you don't, you won't get that visa. You're not a desirable. We don't want you here. You have to go. I said, okay, I'm from America. 
I'm an American national. It's not like I have to go to a country where I have no options. I have to go to somewhere in the so-called third world, where although it may be the third world, I can protect the Islam of my children better than I can here or better than I can in America, but I had options. I wanted it to roll out and bounce. My family said, no, stability is important. Stability. Children learning the Quran. They're in Islamic school. We can't uproot them. What we should try to do is we should make an appeal. It's one of the good things about Western civilization. One of the good things. You can make an appeal. If you lose the ruling in court or something like that. You don't always have that in the Muslim world. I've come up here and I've given khutbas, highlighting some of the positives about Western society without going overboard, without compromising without neglecting what Allah told us in the Quran. If you apply and you appeal, you have to pay money for that appeal. My hard earned money. And if you lose that appeal, that money goes down the drain. So my opinion was, I'm going to keep my money because I need that money. When we uproot ourselves and we move, I'm going to need that money to do things. My family said, no, you should listen. So I listened and we appealed. I started walking around and going around the streets of Birmingham to these famous streets. Coventry Road, Alum Rock, Stratford Road, all of these places, city center, looking for a competent immigration lawyer, Muslim. Every time I went into one of their businesses, I was made to feel as if I was a mark. I was a sucker, as if I had big dollar signs on me. I felt like they were just looking at me the way the mechanic looks at you. The way the electrician looks at you, the Muslim. When you want to take your computer to get it fixed, the way he looks at you, you're a sucker, you're a mark. I'm going to steal your money. The single parent mother, six children, seven children from Somalia, miskina, mutaqiya, hafila li kitabillah, mutahajjab. She has a hijab on. She gets a, a leak in her roof. She has to call the Muslim roof man. She's not going to go on the roof to check what he... He just goes up there and sits and smokes a cigarette and doesn't do anything about the roof but takes her money. He sees on her money from the dole that she gets to take care of six children. That's how I felt. The reason why I felt like that is every time I went in there, no one read my paperwork. No one said anything. They just said, you can win, but you have to pay us money. You can only imagine the trepidation that I was going through because stability and security is an integral part of mental well-being. The Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sirbihi fa ka'annama hizat lahu ad-dunya bihadha fi riha. Anyone who wakes up in the morning, 12.41 in the afternoon, and he has safety and security, it is as if he has owned the whole dunya. 
If he doesn't have safety and security, the quality of his life is going to be jammed up. He's homeless. Bombs are falling on him and his children. At any moment, he has nowhere to live. Everything around him is decimated. He has nothing to protect him from the cold. You're going to have mental health issues. Your little babies are freezing. They're wet. So you can imagine. Someone came to me as a messenger from Allah, Ni'mah. He said, hey, there's a brother who I know who is upright, he's professional, and he is a serious person when it comes to immigration. He's an honorable man. Go talk to him. I called him on the telephone, told him my situation. You know what he said? The Muslim, he said, I'll meet you in Green Lane Masjid. We'll pray Maghrib together. No one else said that. Maghrib came, we came to the masjid, we prayed. I handed over all of the papers. He sat there and he read every single paper. I still remember it. And I'm going to remember it. My dumtu hayya, inshallah. He went through every paper, every page. And I was looking, I said, something is different about this cat. I just feel just something different. Just the fact that he made me feel I wasn't a mark. I wasn't a sucker. I wasn't a pound sign in front of his eyes. Money making machine. I'm just oiling up the machine. He didn't make me feel like that. He read those papers and he sat back and he said, you have a case. You can win based upon ABC. Inshallah. He made me feel ready to go to war. Whereas those other people, I didn't want to go to war with them because I didn't think they had my back. They wanted to have what was in my pocket. Time came and we went to war. When we went to the court, there was a judge and she was a Jewish lady. And I gave a khutbah about this. When I saw the lady was a Jewish lady and he told me he was a Jewish lady, but she's balanced. She's fair. She's professional. He said, just get to the point. When she asks you a question, don't waffle. Just get to the point. She is a lady and a stickler for it. Get to the point. I said, but she's Jewish. You think that's going to get in the way? He said, not this lady. On the side of the home office, there was a senior seasoned prosecutor representing the home office. That's the judge to judge between the home office, the country, and me. They didn't bring some second tier, third tier prosecutor. They brought out the big guns. I said, they really trying to get a brother. They are really trying to get me. The court started. That lady wanted to present some papers to the judge that should have been presented already. They call it a bundle. What's your case? What's your case? You present that to the judge. She reads it before the court. That lady came with some stuff off of the computer, some stuff off of YouTube. And she said, your honor, mother judge, have a look at this. The Jewish judge looked at the papers and said, where'd you get this? From the YouTube. It was about undercover mosque. This guy is extreme. This guy is, you know, one of those rough and tough Muslims. I'm not extreme. I'm not extreme. I just believe everything in Islam is true. And I believe in everything what Allah said is true. I'm not extreme. 
I don't support Shabab. I don't support Qaeda. I don't support Boko Haram. I don't support the Mujahideen. I don't support shit in this wrong place. And I don't support your rule neither. And I'll call racism out. You know what that judge did? That judge blew up and said, how dare you introduce new information when you should have put it in your bundle. You respect my court. And she tore into that lady, looked at me and said, I'm sorry, Mr. Atehebi, Atehebi. I said, Judge, my name is Atehebi. I'm Atehebi. I'm not Mo. I'm not Larry. I'm not Curly. I'm Atehebi. But you could call me Mr. Abu. I make it easy. She apologized for blowing up. And we proceeded. Fast forward, I won the case. I came to this masjid and I told this community, there are people from Al-Qitab who are decent people, Jews who are decent people, Sikhs, Hindus, decent people, decent people. Allah mentioned that in the Quran. وَإِمَّنْ أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ مَنْ إِنْ تَأْمِنُهُ بِقِنْتَارٍ From the people of Al-Qitab, Jews and Christians are those, if you give them a whole treasure to take care of it, they will take care of it. The man is a mean. He's trustworthy. He's going to fix your car. He's going to fix your refrigerator. He's not going to steal your money. In the school, they're going to protect your children. Some of them are like that. Ayat, lay sawa. Men ahlil kitab, ummatun qa'imatun yatluna ayatillah. Allah anna al-layna wa nahar. Ahlul kitab are not the same. They are not the same, Allah said. From Ahlul Kitab, those people, they are an ummah who stand up in obedience to Allah and they read the ayat of Allah. I gave that khutbah here, showing the justice. There are Ahlul Kitab, Jews even, who are anti Zionist and anti what's going on in Palestine. Back to the point. And why am I telling you the story? Why? What's the point? The point is. I'm going to call this khutbah, just do your job. Just do your job, man. Do your job, whatever your job is. Be a Muslim and fear Allah and do your job. Like that Muslim solicitor. Don't rip people off. Don't lie. Why am I telling you a story? Now that the news is spreading that I'm leaving, many people have contacted me. On my mobile phone, numbers and names that I haven't talked to in a long time. People were looking at me, finding me, coming up to me, saying things. Yesterday, I did a program in Huddersfield. There's an organization called Nasiha. I helped them get off the ground. When they started, they asked me to come. I did a lot of dawah for them. So in appreciation, they asked me to come up. And they made a big, massive dinner for me. May Allah accept that from my man, 50 grand, Shafiq, and the rest of the brothers. Had a beautiful meal, along with Dirty Harry there in Oldbury, because I was working with them. Listen to me now. People come up to me and say, I thank you for what you did. Yesterday in Huddersfield, after the lecture, I was giving people love, but I kept seeing a young man looking at me, and I'm wondering, what's up? I'm a security conscious person. He trying to do something to me? After I gave salams, I went to him. He said, I waited. You don't know who I am. 
but I came here because you gave a talk a long time ago about prayer. One of my relatives told me about that talk. I looked it on the internet. Once I saw that talk, I started to pray 10 years ago. And I haven't left the prayer. Wallahi, my heart became cool with Sakina. Because I have to deal with stuff. I have to deal with the ghulat, a Salafiyah, who say I'm not Salafi. I'm Salafi. Raghm anufihim. I have to deal with the security going in, coming out, stopping me. 18 hours, 12 hours. You have to sit there taking your phone with these terrorism laws and they take your phone for two months. Go through your phone and you have a picture of your wife, your daughter without hijab and we have to deal with that going into these countries. You have to deal with people saying you don't love Rasulullah, you're Wahhabi and all of this stuff. But then you get a young man that says something like that, your heart becomes cold with Sakina. And the things that other people said, even some people who I don't even agree with in their dawah, I advise those young brothers, I don't agree with them, I get voice messages from brothers who are famous in this country saying, when I was young, when I was young, when I was young, you, 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 I ask Allah to accept it from us and them. Now, this is the point. I'm in front of the microphone and you all looking at me and the lights are me. But I want to say to you, that young man that started praying and anybody else who benefited from my dawah, you know who else gets reward for that? That solicitor who did his job. He did his job. And as a result of doing his job, I was allowed to stay in this country and here I am, giving a da'wah to Allah, telling the Muslim community, do your job, man. You work for the NHS, do your job and help the person deliver the baby. Take care of the mother. And I don't care what the capacity is that you're working for in the NHS. I stand here and I say to you, the Muslim community, when I make Umrah, when I make Hajj, I always give a special shout out to the unsung heroes of the NHS. It's a thankless, difficult job. I don't care if you're a custodian, maintenance, secretary, security, doctor, whatever you are, you're an unsung hero. Here our babies get born and those people help them to get born. That Muslim baby will grow up to be a solicitor to help someone to stay here to give dawah. Just do your job. I took the Uber here. I took the Uber here. He did his job. And now I'm on the member. Allah will reward that man. Anyone who helps good to be done will get the reward. The Prophet mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in narraju a man, a man, a woman, a person will say a word that is from those things that Allah loves, the words that he loves. He just said the word, but he, don't, he didn't pay any attention. Jazakallahu khaira. Ahsanallahu ilaykum. Ittaqillah ya akhi. 
It's a word. It was just a word. It's just a word. He didn't pay attention to it. But Allah will raise him degrees by that word. He doesn't even realize it. The man will come and say, how did I arrive so high in the Jannah? How? How did I get so? It was because your children made istighfar. The Prophet said, if one of you, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, were to give a date that is halal, you didn't steal it, a date that is halal. If you just give one date in sadaqah, Allah Azzawajal would take that date with his right hand as all of the hearts of the people are between the two fingers of Allah. He will take that date with his right hand and he will develop that date for you until it becomes the size of a mountain. Just do your job, man. Just do your job. Stand up, your job may be. And you tell the people, I'm not doing that. I'm not teaching that. I'm not going to be a part of that. Just do your job. The companion Abu Dhar who said, Ya Rasulullah, tell me about a good thing. He said, He said, what if I can't do that? He said, then say the word that is good. What if I can't do that? Then help the Muslim and take care of his debt. What if I can't do that? Then help a man to get on his mount. What if I can't do that? Help a man open up the door. What if I can't do that? I can't do anything. He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Kuf, If you can't do anything, then hold your evil back from the people and it will be a sadaqah. This masjid in Green Lane, I'm in front of you, I'm talking, is being recorded. There's someone who's working the recording. There's someone who's organizing the electricity. There's someone, someone, someone. Just do your job, Abdullah. She's the mother of the child. That's one of the most difficult jobs in the whole dunya. In the whole dunya to be a mother. And that's why who has the most rights over you? Your mother, your mother, your mother. Everybody, your mother, your mother, your mother. If you lose her, you have lost a lot. You have lost a rukin from your life. A rukin from your life. We say to our sisters, hey sister, Safiya, Khadija, just do your job, man. Just do your job. Get rid of those people in your circle who don't allow you and help you to do your job. You're the father. Just do your job, man. Just do your job. That's what today's khutbah is. Now I have to mention this. Bite my tongue for no one. For no one. That brother who I think is in this masjid right now. That solicitor. I called him and I said, if you can't come to the masjid today. That brother called me up. He said, Sheikh, my daughter's getting married. Can you do the marriage? I said, say less. I'll be honored. You my brother, man. I call him Esquire. I owe a debt of gratitude every time I see that man. I call him up and say, Eid, Eid Mubarak. I'm always calling that man. Why? Because he did a great ihsan to me. Like my mother, like my father, like your mother and father. People who do ihsan to you and we give them back evil. Well, my jazal ihsan illa ihsan. 
Someone does ihsan to you, give back ihsan. The messenger give you ihsan. Allah gave you ihsan. You gotta pray, man. My man caught me up. Would you do the nikah? Sure enough, I went at the, at the nikah. There were munkarat. There was munkar at the nikah. Like there is munkar at most of our nikah. You go, you look at it. You look at the video on YouTube. Weddings in Islam. So I did a lot of weddings. His wedding was one of them. There were things going on in his wedding that were not cool. Like your wedding and his wedding and his wedding. So when doing the nikah, I got that microphone. And in a nice gentle way, I told the community about these issues. Without going crazy, why am I telling you this? Because although that brother, I owe a great debt of gratitude to him, although that's true, what, when I see something, I'm gonna be quiet now? Do you think, because I'm here with Green Lane, do you think, because I'm in Mesut al-Rahmah, do you think, because I know you, if I see something, I'm just gonna be quiet and eat humble pie? Nah. I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. But I'll do it, inshallah, in a way that has hikmah. You mean something to me. I'm going to talk to you. You mean something to me. I'm not going to give dawah and nasiha to a person in a crazy way in general speaking. What about someone who's at the management of the mischief? Green Lane. They have fuggled on me, man. Giving me an opportunity to stand before this large crowd to tell the people, La ilaha illallah. That's who we are. We're upon Muhammad Rasulullah. Like it who like it, hate it who hate it. What are we going to sell ourselves and our religion for? So I have a debt of gratitude that I owe to these people. Not to get up here and blow the spot up by talking about something that, although it's important, I'm not talking about that. I spoke about that already. You know where I'm coming from with that. And the Labib al-Ishara yafhamu. So there are always, brothers and sisters, those unsung heroes who are in the background. And you are one of those unsung heroes. Anyone who is helping to develop a masjid, take care of a masjid, you're an unsung hero. The Hafiz of the Quran, unsung hero. Abu Osama is in front of the microphone, and this dying and that dying, social media. But there are always people who are behind the scenes working hard. And that's why the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the Muslims have an army going in jihad, 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 the jihad of Islam, the jihad of Islam that has ahkam. It has its people, it has its time, it has its place, it has its rules, it has its regulation. We don't apologize about that, man. You better back up. He said when the Muslims are traveling for jihad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, may Allah give the jannah to the man who if he's put in front of the army, he's in front of the army. On the side of the army, he's at the side of the army. In the back of the army, is the back of the army. When the people go to sleep, you just look out. Be on watch. Frontiers. Your eyes won't be touched by the nod of Jahannam. If he's the cook, he's the cook. He doesn't always have to be the general. All of the light is on him. You got to learn how to fall back. You got to learn how to get in your lane and do your job.
اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ونسال الله تعالى التوفيق والسداد بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله I went over the time. I was supposed to go 15 minutes. I just need two of your minutes and I'm done. Two minutes to talk to the admin of Green Lane Masjid. Brother to brother, heart to heart. Green Lane Masjid was known as the Masjid of Al Al Hadith, Murkaziyah Al Al Hadith. That's a particular maslak. You may be a person who uses this masjid because it's close in proximity to your house or your job. Or maybe because the khubba is in English. But they are the people of Alul Hadith. The people of the Sunnah. People of Ahl Sunnah. Not the Asha'ira Kalam Farik Ahl Sunnah Kalam. People want a Salafiya. We don't apologize. I say to the administration here, the brothers who are running this masjid, the top tier brass, stick to the ethos of Alul Hadith. Remember that the Sheikh Mahmoud Mirpuri, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, and may Allah put him in Jannah, Jannah Tefirdos. That man and people who were with him, they started this thing. Let's not throw pie in their face. Let's not cause them to turn over in their graves. Figuratively speaking, because of the way we are. Up in the north of this country as we go and we see the masajid of Ahlul Hadith, you need to get more progress going on. Ahlul Hadith is not Manchester United and Liverpool. It is not a football team. Ahlul Hadith is the Kitab of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet Ahlul Hadith is not Mirpuri, not Pakistan. It's not Afghanistan. Al Hadith is the Shafi Muslim who hails from Suda Somalia. The Maliki Muslim who comes from a Sudan is following the Kitab and the Sunnah according to the way that the Salaf of this Ummah understood this religion. So we need right now to know how to navigate in these tough times. You know why they gave me a seasoned senior prosecutor? From the home office, you know why? Because at that time, politically, the landscape was hot. Islamophobia, anti-Islam, it was hot. Get this guy out of here. But that judge, she said the truth. I ask Allah to guide that judge to Al-Islam and to put that judge in hijab and put in the soft making salat with us. So we want you brothers to stick to this religion. We want you to be of those people who are honored to be in this religion. And with that, I want to say anybody in this community that I really, in fact, I oppressed you. I was wrong in your case. We ask for your musamaha and your alfu. Forgive the people in the earth and the one in the sema will forgive you. Last thing, going to America to take care of my mom, Dukes. I tried to be true to my people, African-Americans. And that's why I used to always get in front of you and mention Malcolm X. I would always get in front of you, Rahmatullah Alihi, and mention about my experience in America and the hypocrisy of how they deal with my people. 
a lot similar to the South Africans. May Allah Allah guide those South Africans for the leadership that they show. That's what we want in our admin. We want leadership. Not always to be willing to go with the flow, but to stand sometime up and to deal with hostile winds. But not create that for nothing. But when they come, we're not running. We're not running and we're not going anywhere. We are an integral part of the fabric of this society. So let us be Muslims. There is this to Allah and his messenger and to the believers. May Allah forgive all of us. May he make it easy for all of us. And as you guys and brothers and sisters go forward, do your job. Donate, dedicate time in the masjid, give advice. And if you can't do anything, as Al-Mustafa Al-Mukhtar Al-Mujtaba said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abul Qasim, do good by holding your evil back. Do good, man, by being quiet. Man kana yu'min billahi wal yawm al-akhir, fal yaqul khayra awli yasmut. Whoever believes in Allah, Allah in the last day, let him say good or let him be quiet. Aqim al-salat, yarhamakum Allah. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.